0: Okay, we'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for February 13, 2011. This last part, I'm just going to kind of skim through this. It's the end time preparedness teaching. And most of what you would need to know, you're going to need to actually get into this PDF and either watch the videos or click on links or read. It's just not something I can, I can really impart to you properly in an audio teaching a lot of it is visual and these types of things. A lot there's a lot of pictures and a lot of videos that are associated with this. So I'm just going to really skim through this and kind of give you a cliff note version of what's going to be uh, talked about here. And then you can um, you can kind of click on the PDF. It'll be under the um, it'll be in a separate teaching. It's its own teaching for um, February 13, 2011, and it will not be entitled "End Time Current Events." It'll be entitled "End Time Preparedness Teaching." uh, February 13th, 2011. And so, um, I'm just going to go through, these are a compilation of a whole bunch of different things I've accumulated in emails that have come in recently. Normally I'll wait and I'll put these kind of at the end of a regular teaching, but I had so many and I thought, well, let's try to keep on point a little bit better with this particular one and just kind of stay on point with the particular information in this teaching. Um, so the first one is from Greg Gibbs, and it's entitled 5,000 Part Per Million Mild Silver Versus the Flu. He said, my seven-year-old got the flu, now I'm getting it, no insurance, so the cheapest doctor office visit was 80 to to $100, but I have two bottles of the 5,000 Part Per Million. I took one teaspoon, uh, this is nasty stuff, but does this stuff always taste like fish, is what the, he's asking. But I'm two to three hours into it, and my fevers went down, my body aches are gone, and a lot less cough. I think I will take one more teaspoon and knock it out, totally. This is a good deal. Two, spe- two teaspoons of the, of the 5,000 part per million, and bye-bye flu, um, which is over at least an 80-time, one-time doctor visit. Not only that, then you would have to take drugs, and, you know. And then he says, great stuff. My response was awesome. Yes, it tastes very bad at that strength level, as it is literally... 500 to 1,000 times more concentrated than what you would typically get in a health food store. I mean that literally. Most of the time in a health food store, you're going to get 5 to 10 parts per million, which would be five, 500 to 1,000 times weaker than one bottle of 5,000 part per million. Um, the reason is, is because they don't know how to stabilize it. They do not these other companies do not understand how to stabilize silver at high parts per million. If they tried to make a five thousand part per million, it would fall out of solution very quickly. And Vive actually, through a guy named Dr. Cordeau, who was an MD, found a way to stabilize this. He said God showed him how to do it. He was an MD that did this. And he died under very mysterious circumstances as well. And a lot of people think that he was actually assassinated for uh, his research in this particular area. Invive is the only company, Invive um silver is the only company that has the um stabilized silver available and they're the one that I that's the only silver I advocate. And that's been after you know me knowing about colloidal silver for at least 20 years. And I did the low part per million and I did the, you know I I went that route for a long time and then I discovered this com- company and um it was really miraculous how I actually discovered it. Now you've probably heard my testimony on that before, but uh, if you want more information, you can go to my website, Dr. Johnson, D-R, then the dash sign, johnso or email me at DR Johnson, Dr. Johnson at the letter I, the letter X. Dot net com, I do have a special I'm currently running, but the special is not available if you order off my website. So, if you order off the website and you don't get the special price, that's why. Okay. So, anyway. Um, anyway. The best way to get rid of the taste, okay, of the 5,000 part per million, is to take a little bit of peppermint oil and hit your tongue with like half a drop before you dose the silver, Okay. Now, what you do, you go up to the internet and you go to like Herbs Pro or HerbsMD.com and you go and you go to the now, now essential oils, NOW, and go to their essential oils or do a keyword search for now organic peppermint oil. Okay? This is the peppermint oil I use and have used. It is the best price. I think it's the best quality, it tastes the best. And you just put a tiny bit of that on your on your finger. Hit your tongue with it, and then you do the 5,000 part per million silver dose. Hold it in the mouth for 2 to 3 to 4 minutes, however long you, know, you, you can do that, and then swallow it. And then in about 10 minutes, you might want to brush your teeth because it will leave a brown film on your teeth because it is so concentrated. And yes, it is supposed to be brown because it is concentrated. Now, because it went bad, shelf life on these bottles are at least 14 years, which is far greater than any other colloidal silver on the market. Um, so, uh, that's all I wanted to say on that one. Next article. Oh, and then I give you, I give you the, uh, startup dosages for the silver if you're taking it, if you suspect you have either a high amount of infection in your body and or candida or yeast. So, with women, they gotta be real careful because I've literally had women do one drop of the 5,000 part per million silver and they want to go to bed. Because it's, it's killing so much candida in their system, they're going through what they call a Herxheimer reaction, or a die-off reaction, and all they want to do is go to sleep. Or, it, or they might get a headache. That's a die-off reaction. It's a good thing. you just got to increase your water consumption, and just go real easy and ease into the silver. But trust me, if, if that's happening to you, that's a really good thing. That means you just hit the nail on the head. A healthy person with no infections, no candida, or no viruses in their body will not react to the silver. Because there's nothing to kill, okay. But if you got a lot of bugs in your body, a lot of viruses and bacteria and candida, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna really feel this. But that is a good thing. You're, you're killing. Them. Anyway, I give you all of the the stuff that a lot of people ask me questions about when they first start taking the silver. Another question I get is, um, what is a uh, maintenance dose for an adult? A maintenance dose would be anywhere from 10 to 15 drops per day under the tongue. And there's like over 2,100 drops per uh, 4-ounce bottle. And yes, it only comes in the one size. The 5,000 is by far the most cost-effective of any strength. Uh, Even the 10,000, even the 20,000, it is by far the most cost-effective. I think it's because they make the most of it. And um, some people say, well, I want to get to 20,000. Okay, you can do that, but you're going to pay a lot of money for a 20,000 Part per million, it's probably not going to have the shelf life of a five thousand part per million either, either because it's so much more concentrated. So I would stick with the five thousand. Uh, if you get it from my special, you'll you will get the best price on the internet. I guarantee you, nobody will touch my prices. I give free shipping on five thousand part per million orders, and I come down five dollars per bottle, um, even off the, my website or the factory's website. Anyway, um, these are some questions that have come up. If you do a 15 drop dose per day, there's over 2,100 drops per bottle. It's like a 140 some day supply per bottle for one person. If you do 10 drops, it's even more. It'd be like a 210 day supply. Um, Children, um, you know, you can go down to like, if they're really little, you can go down to like two or three drops a day. You know, if they're like seven or eight, you can do like a seven or eight drops per day. Adults, like a woman, ten drops; a, a man, fifteen drops. And I don't, I don't even take it every day personally. I, I take it kind of intermittently. It is a trace mineral. Uh, it's like any other trace mineral. Body does have need for it. Okay. They've even found that your body has a uh, a, a uh, uh, gold is actually one of the things they've actually put in in um, colloidal form. And there's like colloidal gold, there's colloidal silver, and these types of things. And the body will react favorably. Uh, particularly if you have a deficiency of these particular trace minerals. There's all kinds of different trace minerals out there. And um, th- these are just two other trace minerals that exist. But uh, if you want to know more about it, you could go up to the website I gave you, uh, my website, and I do a presentation on YouTube on the silver, if you want to know a little bit more about it. Um, anyway, I give you all of the things there. If you first start taking it, you might want to know about I give you my email address here. And this is another email I received recently. It says, I wanted to tell you that the silver and the Cataplex G, now Cataplex G is one from Standard Process. It's the other product line, professional line that I've prescribed for like 15 years. Um, I wanted to tell you that the silver and the Cataplex G have done the job. All of my granddaughter's 102 warts are gone. Uh, really, the silver had pretty much taken care of them before we, re- we received the Cataplex G. but three came back, so we started her on the supplement in the silver, and they went away within three days. This is truly amazing. So far, none have come back. Now, I've seen this many, many times. People that had warts, and I mean any kind of warts. I'm talking genital warts included. Okay, um, They've had some pretty miraculous things happen with the silver. Now, I can't ever claim that the silver cures anything. Because the only people that can cure things are the guys in the in the white coats with the magic prescription pads. They're the only ones that can claim a cure for anything. Um, but if you take something and it goes away, you know, do the math. It's you know. So I give the Lord Jesus Christ the credit for all of this. Um, I just think it's one more product He's given us for like the end times. You know, because there's so many ways they're trying to kill us. As I've tried, as I've explained in many other teachings. I mean, you. Look at what they're doing to the water, the air, the food supply. Just so many ways. And you know, But there are other things out there that, that we can do to compensate. And um, this is a very amazing product. So in the past, going back to the letter, it says, in the past she had them burned, frozen, cut off, where they were just a few, and a 91 bottle of something to put on it every day that didn't work. In other words, they went the medical route. They had their warts burned, frozen, cut off. And they bought a $91 bottle of something to put on the everyday, it didn't work, and they just kept coming back more and more and more. Well, it's because mo- a lot of the times the warts are of a viral nature, and there's not a lot that medically they can do for viruses. The bacterial, they have a little bit better success with in the, in the vein of antibiotics, but now they've even got the super strains of bacteria that, you know are not responsive to many of the antibiotics and because they've mutated and they become super strains and stronger like MRSA for example multiple resistant staph aureus which is you know can kill you real quick and um, that's the cool thing about silver is that that um, the uh, University of UCLA determined that when they did all kind of tests on the silver they found that resistant strains failed to develop and that's an exact quote meaning they didn't they Whatever they were throwing at the silver, they, the, um, the bacteria could not mutate. It, 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 it resisted mutation. So, um, then she says, thank you so much for the advice. She is 10 years old now and was always so embarrassed about them. That's just another thing the silver can do. I love it. And she is a very happy girl now and wanted me to tell you thank you. For the fir- first few days, she didn't like the taste of the silver, so we put it right on the warts until we got the cataplex G. Now, cataplex G is another nutrient listed for warts. I don't think the G, by itself, would have done this, but um, when I say cataplex G, you may be asking, what is it? It's a fraction of the B-complex family, is what it is. I know it says G, but it's actually a fraction of the G-complex family that's very important for liver detoxification and... um, it's very, very good for skin issues as well. Um, so they're the B vitamins that kind of help you key down a little bit. They, they kind of help you relax. There's certain B vitamins that help you get amped up, and there's certain B vitamins that kind of help you relax more. And they also cause vasodilation of the arteries, so they, it tends to help with blood pressure as well. But anyway, um, <clears throat> uh, so we put it on the warts until we got the Cataplex G. We did both, and about a week or so later... They were all just gone, all the warts. We were so excited. So it took her a week, evidently, and I guess she had gotten rid of several of the warts prior to this, but once she got the G and they started back on the silver, they were all gone. Um, Thank you so much for all your help in all these years. We really appreciate you. She's been a long-time patient of mine for a long time. Um, Next article is from um, my brother Paul from Down Under, in Australia, and again, I'm going to I'm gonna kind of be skimming through kind of a lot of this stuff, because it's a lot to cover, and a lot of it, like I said, is more so something you're going to have to get in here and look at if you so feel led to, you know, this, this teaching, you might have already done a lot of stuff, but I will say this, you might think you've done a lot, or maybe done everything, but there may be some little thing that you hear in this study, where you say, wow, I need to do that. Because I know I did when I read it. <laughs> I was like, wow. i mean, um, I got some really smart listeners that are telling me a whole bunch of stuff that, that I maybe at one time maybe thought about or, or, or some of this stuff I've never even heard of, but it, it's really some good information. Uh, hey, Brother Scott. Yeah, I was well away from Yassi um, as I'm near Brisbane in the southeast of Queensland. I, I asked him about that hurricane that had come through there. And, um, uh, but anyway, then he says, but the floods a few weeks ago were a different matter though. We copped it bad. I was living on an Island for four days, totally surrounded by waters. Now I don't know if you were aware, but before that they had a lot of floods in Australia and, um, he was living on an Island, meaning his house, I believe was surrounded by water for four days. He was without power for nearly two weeks. He says, but I'm a prepper, meaning he's a prepper. He prepares, okay? So for me, it was just an inconvenience, really. I actually enjoyed it and used the experience to test myself and my gear. Very, very smart. I hear that a lot about survival stuff, is that you should test your gear. But again, it's kind of hard to do it unless you've got the reason to do it. And he had, he definitely had the reason to do it. He says, as for me and my house, it's Philippians 3.3 3 all the way. But oh man, what an eye-opener for how many people totally rely on the government for their safety and their well-being. And this is rather telling here. He says, as an example, some blokes landed in a Black Hawk helicopter and called an island meeting of about 500 people, evidently the people in his community. They told us that we would be stranded for at least another couple of days, longer than if it started raining again, and that the power would be restored for a couple of weeks. Well, you should have seen it, mate. I love love how they talk. I love it. Um, The people went nuts. Some screaming, others crying, and a couple of women began vomiting. Are you kidding me? A couple of women began vomiting, screaming and crying? How unbelievably pathetic this is. Now, I'm not saying any Americans would be any different. In fact, I would think they'd be worse. I really do. But it's just unbelievable to me that, that, I mean, he saw it firsthand. Firsthand here. it says He says, no kidding, they were vomiting their guts out over the power being off for two weeks. Imagine... Is the scenarios that I have presented over and over and over again, how bad it's going to be when things really get bad. And we have global cataclysms and world wars and who knows what else to make this look like nothing. Men's hearts failing them for fear of what's coming upon the earth. This is nothing compared to what's coming. Then he goes on to say, "Praise the Lord." The area still had town water supply the whole time. Because um, let me tell you, mate, if the water had failed, it would have been, it would have been, quote, "Keep the powder dry and your k-bar sharp." Time. That's that's a uh, phrase that Hawk likes to use a lot when he talks. Uh, he says, "If you know what I mean." Anyway, if the floods taught me one thing, it taught me that when the system crashes, not if, but when. It is going to get very, very bad in a very short period of time. And that human nature hasn't changed since Cain murdered Abel. He's right on the money. Hit the nail on the head. And again, this is another reason that you might want to think about preparing do you want to be in the boat with all those people that were vomiting their guts? No, I have the faith to believe God can Well, okay, okay. I'm not saying he can't, but if you have the ability to do it now and you do nothing, well, you know, that's between you and God. And he could be convicting you to do that. I'm not saying he couldn't. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm just put I'm throwing this out there. This is between you and the Lord. This 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 is between you and God. And I'm just going to try to give you the tools to help you um, make that decision. And then he wrote me again, and he said, This is the Bible that I have out in my bug-out bag. It's waterproof, KJV Bible. The pages are made from a polymer, not paper, even though it looks and feels like paper. So it's unaffected by water. The pages can't be torn, and it's virtually indestructible. And the text has been checked by me and verified as an authorized King James Bible. See the attachment doc. Now, I've got a... Uh, a study that I'd done on counterfeit KJV Bibles, and um, there's some tests that you can do to see if your King James Bible lines up with the tests. Um, the best Bible that I know of is called the Pure Cambridge Edition, or PCE Bible. Very hard to find, though. But I do have an attachment on that. If you email me, I'll send it to you. Try If you do email me, try to keep your, your questions very short, succinct, and to the point. I have people, and God bless them, but I have people emailing me dissertations, and I am only one person doing virtually every single thing in this ministry. I mean, other than, I know I have other people out there disseminating the audience, but I'm talking about what actually is done from ground zero, as far as on a weekly basis, answering all the emails, which are a ton, answering all the inquiries, Um, putting up the audios, um, archiving them, um, converting them, doing all the conversions, putting all the text, putting these big-time 20-, 30-page PDFs together every week. Every bit of that falls on me. And I've got to try to do that while I'm raising a daughter by myself and doing everything else that encompasses life. So it's a lot. So if you could just kind of keep, if at all possible, things to a minimum, um, it would help me. And it would help the other people too that are also trying to get knowledge. Because if everybody did that, then it would be like I couldn't answer everybody, you know. Because I'd have to prioritize. Okay, this one gets an answer. This one doesn't. So I'm just trying to help as many people as I can. Um, I'm not mad. I'm just saying, you know. Anyway, um, and again, I do praise the Lord Jesus Christ for all those that are praying for this ministry, those that have given. Um, to this ministry, and, and just, I, I really do, and I know I don't say it enough, but um, God bless you. Uh, going further, I give you the link, he gives you the link to that King James Bible. It's the kjvstore.com. And then another email from, from Paul, and he says, um, let's see here. He says, uh, Love you too, brother. Brother. We're going to have a blast in New Jerusalem with our Lord and Savior. <laughs> I get so impatient sometimes, mate. I look for the Lord Jesus Christ every day. You can always use anything I email you, mate. <laughs> Meaning I asked him, I said, I said, man, I love you and, and are you? Um, can I use this for an upcoming study? And then he says, it's taken me over three years to prep because good gear isn't cheap and cheap gear isn't good. <laughs> I love it. Think about that. Good gear isn't cheap and cheap gear isn't good. <laughs> oh, I love the way he writes. But anyway, that's that that is why if you aren't prepping, you need to prep now. Now I, uh, just so you know, I have practiced what I preached when it comes to this subject. I have way practiced what I preached. Not motivated out of out of fear of man, but just over the years I've just been acquiring things. I mean Nothing extravagant, you know, nothing because I don't have faith. Just, I've been acquiring. Hey, maybe it is so that I'll give it all away someday. I don't know. It could be. I could be acquiring every bit of what I'm acquiring to give it away someday. So that some other family is, I don't know. I'm not saying that's the case, but it may be. You never know. Anyway, um, he says that's... um, If you aren't prepping, you need to prep now because it's going to take time and money, mate. Most people will not be able to afford to purchase the good quality gear they need quickly due to the cost. But if you buy cheap rubbish, it won't last long with continuous use. And the last thing you need is to have critical gear fail on you. I call it being penny wise and pound foolish. (laughs) Amen. Uh, and then he goes on to say, And all those naysayers who say, Oh, I'm just going to trust God to supply all my needs. I say to them, it is written, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And then tell them to blow the dust off their Bibles and read it. Hebrews eleven seven says, By faith, Noah, being warned of God, of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house by the which he condemned the world and became heir of righteousness, which is by faith. Amen. That's a great verse. By faith, it says, Noah being warned of God. Now, we've got all these warnings in the Bible that Jesus Christ said regarding the end times. We've got all these warnings. Plagues and pestilences and deceptions and the Antichrist rising and strong delusion and the falling away of the church and the, you know, you name it. Evil men and seducers waxing worse and worse and... Okay, well, by faith, Noah being warned of God, well, we are warned of God in the Bible, of things not seen as yet. Of course, we're seeing them now, we just haven't seen the full manifestation of them. Moved with fear, he was moved with fear of God, though, not fear of man. Prepared an ark to the saving of his house. Hmm, okay. And then, so we know it says, by faith, Noah, hmm, where do we hear that one? Luke 17:26 I've just quoted it several times already and as it was in the days of Noah so shall it be in the days of the coming uh, also in the days of the son of man Well okay if it was in the days of Noah what was Noah doing he was preparing an ark to the saving of his house I'm not saying that you know we trust on temporal or these types of things to save us I mean Jesus Christ saves our souls but if we're warned the prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. Okay, so, I'm just giving you things to think about here. I think he brings up two great things. Hebrew eleven seven By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house. And then Jesus Christ saying, As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it also be in the days of the Son of Man. Interesting. Noah moved with fear, brother. I know what happens when God walks away from a nation that's forsaken him. I got a Bible and I can read. I've also got eyes and ears. And I can see and hear God's warning of things not yet seen. So, brother, I'll be preparing plenty, big heaps. <laughs> so here's my, just a few things I found extremely useful while strained and without power. So now he's just been through this. So here's what he's found uh, very, very, very important, being without power as he's just went through this event. I'm just going to skim through these. Now, he gives much greater details about each one of these things that I'm just going to skim through. Okay, And again, these are things you'd have to kind of click on and look at anyway. So, uh, number one thing is my faith and my King James Bible. Gives you the peace that passes all understanding. You know, Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Totally agree, and that's that's the place it should be at the top of the list. The next thing is the Coleman Dual Fuel Shellite Unleaded Petrol Cooker. Gives you a description there. And then Platypus 3-liter water bags, Katadyn water filter, freeze-dried food. And again, he's giving you detailed descriptions of everything here. Coleman Dual Fuel Lanterns, LED standard torches. He gives you all kind of detailed things about this. I mean, Paul's really done his homework here. Hats off to you, Paul, you really, I mean, thank you for this, because it was, it must have taken him a lot of time to put all this together. I mean, I know how much time it takes me to put a PDF together. Well, he had to do this from scratch. A lot of times I'm copying and pasting, you know. Um, He brings up a good point here. Remember that LED torches will not survive an EMP attack unless they're protected, whereas a maglite will. Hmm, I hadn't thought about that. Because LEDs are almost like little computers. And anything of a computerized nature is going to get fried if we get hit with an EMP attack, which stands for electromagnetic pulse. Which, if you don't know about that, well, um, just keyword search it on the internet, EMP attack, and then say protection. A lot of times people email me and they're like, what about this guy or what about this well, sometimes, a lot of times I have an attachment I can send them, but a lot of times if it's some remote preacher or, or subject, I'm not going to have, and the first thing you should probably do is try to do a keyword search on the internet um, regarding that subject. Or if it's like some cult, you would do the name of the cult and then like with the words heresy or unbiblical or those types of things. You can find it pretty quick. And then he said, um, next thing is double batter, A batteries. He says, 99% of my gear runs on double A batteries. And I made it a point to only buy gear that uses double A's and a couple of things with D size, so I'm not storing several different types of batteries. Brilliant. I hadn't really thought about doing that. But that's brilliant because, in other words, you've already got the majority of all batteries you would need. You don't have to like buy all these little sizes and worry about running out of everything. Um, And then he said a 120 to 160 gigabyte iPod. He said, don't laugh, this is an important piece in the kit. Mine is loaded with the KJV Audio Bible, Alexander Scorby, hundreds of sermons, Bible studies, and of course everything from ContendingForTruth.com since it started in 2006. So praise the Lord. Um, He says it was a real blessing and made the isolation not only bearable but enjoyable. So that's pretty cool. That's a good, good thing to think about. And then he next thing was a mil spec folding solar panel. And then he said it much. This solar panel, he said, it must reach mil spec standards because this, with this item, more than with any other, you get what you pay for. They use higher quality cells and are wired in a way that even if multiple cells are destroyed, it keeps working. So he's got a very specific reason for everything he's saying in here. Uh, and then charging devices gives you some. Options there. Portable shortwave radios. He goes on to say most emergency radios these days are now being changed over to AM, FM, NOAA weather channels. Instead of AM, FM, shortwave. So be careful when choosing your radio. Okay, so... Um, he goes on to say, let's see here. The other radio is the Sony ICF 2010. This radio covers... Long wave, AM, FM, VHF, and shortwave bands. You can only buy these secondhand. They're no longer in production. But they are arguably the best portable shortwave radio ever made. And they are often sold on eBay. Hmm, interesting. Praise the Lord. And it gives you all kind of information about that. And they said, lastly, a Faraday cage. Now, I'm sure everybody knows that a Faraday cage, right? Well, I'm not, I'm not, like, being mean. I'm just saying. And a lot of people don't. Um, I happen to. But... A Faraday cage to protect your electronics from an EMP. Remember I said that term EMP, electromagnetic pulse? Uh, It actually would protect it from both nuclear and solar flares. If we get hit with an EMP, what the theory is, is that everything of an electronic nature will be fried. Uh, Whether it happens or whether it doesn't, it is good to prepare for that eventuality. He's got a whole metal cabinet that he has prepared as an EMP shield cage, in other words, all of the electronics in this particular metal cabinet, and it has to be grounded a certain way, will be protected from an EMP attack, Uh, and he shows you a picture of his EMP, and I got it on the PDF, and it's a full metal cabinet, note the wires um, are actually earthing, quote, earthing the doors to the body of the cabinet, and items will not be affected by an EMP are stored on the top of the cabinet. And then he opens the cabinet, he shows you a whole bunch of his, his electronics that he has in there. And um, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And then he says, make sure it has heaps of shelves, that way you can have your gear sorted and be able to grab it quickly. Then he goes out and he takes he takes us outside. It appears as though he's going outside. He says, Lastly, there is an earthing strap connected to the body of the cabinet leading outside to an eight-foot copper. Um, earth spike driven into the ground, drive into the earth under concrete because the ground is more moist for better earthing concrete. In other words, I believe this is a, uh, well, it's earthing. It's like grounding the actual EMP cabinet, which, uh, is important to do. So these are things that not a lot of people would think about. I mean, I don't think I even would have. So anyway, if you really want to go all out, he gives you, he gives you some really, or even if you only get convicted to do a couple things, Great advice in there. Uh, next article is um, the dollar collapse preparation, bread from food storage made off the grid. This is from a where Patriot. is up on YouTube. He says, I'm making bread from wheat berries I had in food storage for three years. Um, and then he says, I cheated on two of the parts, though I used an electric wheat grinder because my manual one was in storage. Well, it's good if you have an electric one to have a manual one because you can always Power, the manual one, via, you know, muscles. Instead of have, if we were out of power, we wouldn't have that option, obviously. And, um, anyway, he he gives you the full recipe for making bread from wheat berries. Now, I recommend if you're going to get wheat berries, get organic. You can most likely order them in bulk online. Or you can go to many of the local health food stores, have them in bins. And they're not, I mean, this stuff isn't really expensive yet, but it may double or triple in price even this year. But wheat berries, now granted, you just can't get the wheat berries to make bread. I mean, you got to have um, the wheat berries. you got to have um, powdered milk. I, I recommend whatever you can do organic, do it if you can afford it. Um, you have to have some yeast. You have to have salt. And again, there's different grades of all of this stuff. Okay, and try to get the best grade you can get. Uh Honey, they're saying here, uh, sugar, and butter and oil. And he, he gives you the full recipe, and then I give you the link on how to make it. He also gives you a link to solarcooking.org. There's solar ovens you can buy. Uh, anyway, might be something you want to think about. I mean, it's this is something that wouldn't cost you a ton of money to do. I've been doing this, okay? I've been acquiring wheat berries, and I've been acquiring... You know, like the yeast and the salt and these types of things, things that you, you use for baking. And we're not talking something that's going to break the bank. But we're talking about something that could potentially sustain you for a long time, uh, if need be. And uh, I'm talking about survival here. So we're not talking about, you know, obviously being able to eat organic every single meal and, and, and getting all four food groups or whatever. We're talking about survival here, and you do want to try to have variety. You do not want to undergo what they call food fatigue, meaning if you just have one food and you're eating that over and over again, you will get food fatigue. and bored of it over time. And obviously, you cannot get nourishment. You can't get fully nourished from one particular food that you eat all the time, unless it was some like superfood. But even that would be deficient in some things, most likely. So it is good to have a variety. It's good not to put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, I mean, not even to get all the same kind of uh, kind of grains. If you're going to go with bread making, you might want to get some spelt. You might want to get some millet. Uh, get some wheat berries. Make sure if you can get them organic, and go f- go from that route. Uh, anyway, they give you the recipe and the video for it there. Uh, next one, another listener comment. Uh, this is the grain mill I personally use. It's it's a hand quality hand mill that can be converted to being belt or chain driven. Uh, then he goes on to say, I suggest people go to Costco store and get five pound jugs of clover honey for a reasonable price of $11 for five pounds. It's very good for sweetening bread. If you can, if you have a local person that sells honey um, and you can go to them, it's best if you can get raw honey. That is the best kind because the enzymes haven't been destroyed. Processed honey, they've destroyed the enzymes. Now granted, processed honey is better than white table sugar. So again, there's, there's gradations here. But the best kind would be like organically produced raw honey that hasn't been heat treated. Okay, that, you're gonna get maximum nutritional value from that because, I mean, you get above, much above 120 degrees in the processing of anything and you're gonna start destroying enzymatic activity and you're gonna start destroying vitamins or, you know, denaturing proteins, things of this nature. So, just bear in mind, you know, that's the case. If you can afford it, you know. Uh, and then he gives a couple links to places where you can go to get the, um, the, uh, wheat grinders. All the links are in here. Everything's been done for you. And then another comment from a listener, uh, David. He says, uh, the grain mill is great, isn't it? I got one a while back, just a good old hand crank, no electricity needed. Did you know that you can use a grain mill to grind more than just grain? Now, this is heavy-duty, hardcore. This would be like if you didn't have any other options, but you never know. He says, many wild plants can be used to make flour also. You grind the dried leaves, stems, as well as some roots for flour, you may get green flour, which makes green bread, but hey, it's more healthy than the stuff they sell at Walmart. You know that cat cattails are those that grow in swamps. They, um, you could dig the roots any time of year, peel them, and dry them, and grind them for flour. It's very starchy. Now, I've seen that on a lot of survival shows where if they can find cattails, you know, and they get the roots, they do. They can be eaten. Now, granted, they're not like filet mignon, but if it was like do or die life, I mean, if you were like you know, on the run, and you saw them, and, and you had no other food, it is it is an option. Uh, pretty much any green herb that is edible can be dried and ground in a flower. I just check a medicinal herb book to see if some plants can have toxic effects if they are eaten in large quantities. Some plants are good for us to eat a little of, but overdone they can cause problems. Rose bushes produce a little bulb just below the flower called the hip. The rose hips will stay on the bush all winter, and they are very high in vitamin C. Now a lot of times you if you have ever bought vitamin C or whatever it'll say vitamin C with rose hips. And that's why it says that. And it says those that can be dried and ground for vitamin C rich flour can be added to most foods. They taste pretty good too. They are better mixed with something else. I don't know if heat affects it at all during cooking I mean, yeah it would. I mean and heat's gonna affect any vitamin enzyme, mineral, phytonutrient, trace mineral, you know. It's just going to. Um, okay, so they, let's see here. Uh, also, I got some diametaceous earth. Now, this is really important, this diametaceous earth. Um, but I'll, I'll explain what he's going to say here, and then I'm going to uh, explain a little bit more about it. Um, from one of my Amish neighbors, he got some diametaceous earth. He uses it to get worms out of his livestock. It's a white powdery substance. He said they mined down in Florida. It doesn't have any taste at all. It's very dry. I mix it with my horse's grain to remove worms from him. I also mix a little in my bread dough to remove parasites from myself. Marcus told me he put some of it in the grain that he is storing to keep bugs out of it in grain storage. Maybe if you are going to keep grains and dried foods on hand, some of that stuff would be good to keep the bugs out of the stuff. I guess if it has tiny little sharp edges on the particles, the diametaceous earth, that don't bother us or animals to eat, but when bugs eat it, it tears their insides out. He says it was like $35 for a 50-pound bag, and I know he gave me about 7 pounds, and it goes a long way. However, I have used it in my storable food like... um, I haven't used it in my storable food like I probably should. Double bag the food and put some of that stuff in the outer bag in case bugs get into it somehow. Now, this is a big problem with storing food, and I had this happen to me... I would say about a year and a half ago before we moved up to Florida. I was che- I would check my of foods every now and then just to check them. And the one I had checked, I mean, it was just crawling with these little mic bugs. And it ruined the whole bucket. I mean, I, I lost a lot of money from that one. I, I had a lot of different stuff in there. It had gotten into everything. And it was from one, I think it was from a bag of rice I had gotten. And it must have had some stuff in it, and just went. You know, thank God, though, I have I have everything in individual buckets and containers. Not only is that easy if you have to go because they're already there, ready to transport, but also uh, another thing that's good about that um, is that it's not going to cross contaminate other things. Now, one of the things you should be doing. Okay, I, I just went and got a couple of the survival gears I've, or survival pieces I've got recently. Um, one of the things that um, um, you, you should be doing also is if you're going to store the grains to, to actually get the Mylar bags, they're called Mylar, M-Y-L-A-R, and actually put the grains or whatever thing you're storing in the bags and then also put oxygen absorbers in each bag. And now I'm thinking it would be not a bad idea to have some diametaceous earth in there as well because if there were parasites in there, it would kill them, even if they tried to start multiplying, it's going to kill them, and they're going to die out. They're they're not going to have a chance to proliferate. If they have that chance, you're just going to have to throw the whole thing out. So, a lot of these could be in, like, an egg stage. They hatch, and then if they've got diametaceous earth there with them, they're not going to have any chance to procreate. So, that's another thing. And I I understand this is kind of complicated, and and I've been doing this a little bit over time with everybody, and and not to say I'm... (laughs) Not to say I'm the example of prepping, uh, because I, look, I mean I look at what Paul's done. The, the uh, listener just wrote, and I'm just like, wow! I mean, he's really, he really done his homework. And um, but you know, whatever you're convicted to do. Now, a good place I found is the uh, USA Emergency Supply. Com- Supply. U S. It's USAEmergencySupply.com, Just one word. It's a website. And um, they've got uh, uh, as different things, different options that you have. They've got the buckets you can buy. You can also go to like um, Home Depot or Lowe's or those type of stores and get the white paint buckets. There's also these things that you can buy, um, w- and this is like an extra add-on. They're, but they're not that expensive. They're called Snappy Grips. It's www.snappy s n a p p y grip g r i p dot com and what they are is they're replacement handles for these bucket handles, and you know how they're real thin? Well, if you had to transport these things over any kind of distance, these snappy grips would be really nice to have because they actually take, they're, they're, a, lot, um, they're a lot more comfortable on your hand. Put it that way. Again, just something, you know, not something you gotta have, but something if you know that you would have to transport this. Over any kind of distance, they are nice to have, and they're not very expensive. You can go and buy fifteen or twenty of them for you know a real decent price. Anyway, it's um, you, you actually replace the grip on your on your handle on these uh, these five gallon to six gallon paint buckets. Also, they've got these things called gamma seal lids, which um, actually um, make it. Um, it says, "Why throw away a perfectly good bucket when you now can gamma seal it?" The gamma seal lid permanently transforms your 12-inch diameter bucket into an airtight, leak-proof storage container. Now a bucket can be used for hundreds of household storage applications. Simply snap the patented adapter onto the bucket and spin the removable lid. Its specifically engineered gaskets ensures that the lid and the adapter are properly sealed to guarantee airtight protection. The Gamma Seal lid fits virtually any 3.5 to 7-gallon bucket, including a 20-liter bucket. Now these are pretty new. Now, so... What it would do is, is number one, it makes it a lot easier to get the lid off. Now, I don't know if you've encountered this, but if you've got any of your stuff in storage, one of the things is, the biggest pain is trying to get that lid off. I mean, you know, if you have like the grip strength of an alpha male silverback gorilla, it's fine. But I mean, for a lot of people, it's not optional. Well, this gamma seal kind of solves that problem, because it turns your bucket into a... It has an actual airtight seal, number one, rubber a rubberized airtight seal and I don't think you're getting that good of a seal on the standard lid. And then it also has this spin-off top that actually able enables you to get into the bucket very quickly. It just it, it's just one more thing that we're not talking a high dollar item here that can potentially just make your life a lot easier if things got bad and, and you wouldn't have to and you had to have access to a particular bucket and you wanted to make sure it was airtight. Anyway, I'm just throwing that out there. Um, they've also got the mylar bags you can purchase through this uh, emergency, uh, USAemergencysupply.com. They've got oxygen absorbers. You should have oxygen absorbers if you're going to do long-term storage of grains. It'll, it'll greatly extend the shelf life. Uh, they've got the buckets you can buy. Uh, they've got grain mills that you know are very reasonably priced. The, the manual and you know they. Promise they're they're high quality. Now again, I know there's a big variation on the quality of grain mills out there. Um, so do your research and you know see what you come up with. Pray about it, you know. Pray, fast about it. If you're not sure what to do, pray and fast about it. Get into the Word of God. Don't take my advice. Don't don't get motivated out of fear, you know. But the thing is, is that we are um, we are could be very much on the brink of a lot of really really bad stuff happening. And I think if it, if it, it um, the Lord's been very gracious to us, very gracious to the world, and um, has really given us a lot of time for the most part to prepare for these things, and I just cannot see this going a whole lot longer before things get very dark in the world. And I may be wrong. Maybe we've got another one or two years, but I don't know. I just, I don't see it if it's the case. I hope, I hope I'm hope i wrong. Uh, little blip here on food-grade, diet earth. Now, what I would add to... What David just said is if you're going to get diametaceous earth to consume or to put in your food, get the food grade. Okay, it costs a little more. But diametaceous earth is not expensive stuff. It is not expensive stuff. The biggest expense you're going to have is the shipping. I give you a link to a place you can buy it. And um, I just bought like a 12 pound bag of the stuff. For like $20. Now granted, they nailed me on shipping. But we're not talking... We're talking 12 pounds (laughs) last you potentially a a long, long, long time. Okay? Uh, I'm just going to read you about this. You want to get the food grade. You do not want to get the kind that they use in pools. They use this in pool filters. And that most likely, the 50 pound bag that cost the guy $30, or maybe I got the numbers wrong. Most likely that was like not food grade. Okay, so take the extra time if you're going to consume this. If you're, I mean, even if you're going to give it to your pet, I would give food grade. Okay, uh, food grade diametaceous earth is great for internal and external parasite control. The mineral and silica content seems to increase feed utilization. Reported to kill 75% of flies and fleas that come in contact with it within 72 hours. Mixed with grains at a ratio of 2%, it keeps out the pests. Great for eliminating ants, aphids, bed bugs. Flea uh, flea beetles, fleas, earwigs, so bugs, mites, lice, etc. Now this is more the farming veg- uh, veterinarian use, but they've got a whole section on this website for human use, how it's used with humans. And I'll tell you what, it is impressive what this stuff can do. Uh, we use uh, diatomaceous earth diluted in water and painted on tree trunks to keep ants off our fruit trees. Brilliant. Food-grade diametaceous earth can be applied as a foliar spray or sprayed in buildings or just slightly sprinkled in pest-infested areas um, or compost manure piles, great for internal warming purposes of humans and animals. Helps to detox heavy metals as well. Diatomaceous earth is a drying agent and thus reduces odor and moisture in barns and stalls. Fed to animals daily, food-grade diametaceous earth helps to keep fly larva from developing in manure, noticeably reducing the fly population. Add diametaceous earth to livestock waters. It keeps algae from growing in the hot summer um, months. We have fed food-grade diametaceous earth um, to all livestock, goats, llamas, chickens, peafowl, fowl guineas, etc., dogs, cats, and people for over 10 years. We also keep diametaceous earth in our home made grain herb mixes that are fed daily. In other words, their grains and herbs that they're mixing, they keep it in the mix to prevent parasite infestation. All dogs, cats, humans, and employees take diametaceous earth 365 days, a year, 365 days a year as well. Now, parasite infestation is, I believe in some parts of the world, about 100%. And this is a cheap way, the cheapest I've ever come across, that you can possibly go after parasites... Not only in, now, you have to understand something. If your pets have parasites, and if you think about them, you know, licking their butts and stuff in private parts, that's not real sanitary. Well, there is most likely a 100% correlation between dogs and cats who many times live in people's houses, them having parasites, and parasites are very contagious much of the time. These eggs get on this or that, or these people that let their dogs Lick them in the mouth. Okay, I understand they love their animals. and Okay, that's fine. But understand, they may have just been licking their hind end 15 minutes ago. They got parasite eggs all over their tongue. And they lick you in your mouth. You swallow those parasite eggs. And maybe you have enough hydrochloric acid to kill them. But if you don't, and if it gets through the stomach into the intestines, there's no more chance for those parasite eggs to be killed. They will hatch and they will infest. And there's all kind of different flavors of parasites. Diatomaceous earth, if you were doing it on a daily basis, would be a good way to basically deworm yourself and deworm your animals. Okay. Not only that, you can use it for pest control. Click on the link and, and explore what they've got on the site. Now, Not to say it's the only site that has diatomaceous earth stuff. It's primarily oriented toward veterinarian uses, but they do talk about the human, and I think it's really good. I mean, it's, it's cheap. Uh, it's something that you can buy. You could buy a, a pretty big bag of this stuff. And it could last you a long, long time. And it could be essential, uh, an essential part of survival in the end times. Um, a lot of different applications. Okay, next article. Frugal ideas for depression and collapse. Um, the one thing the guy has listed is toilet paper. He buys this Win 200, Winsoft free shipping, cheapest I've found. It's from a company called Restock It. You can buy a case of this stuff, and it's like 24,000 feet of it. And I mean, he says that he saves um, a ton of money every year just in toilet paper. Now, if you were to use this in your house then you would have to buy one of the big dispensers. They're like $16, bucks, high quality dispenser. I am practicing when I preach. I just bought one of these kits online. You get the dispenser. I give you the link there. And then you buy a case of toilet paper. And I'm telling you, you got a lot of toilet paper there. Now, understand something. Think about end-time scenario. People think about food and these types of things. A lot of people don't think about toilet paper. What if... You can't get to the grocery store. Not only, let's say you have all the food in the world, but you run out of toilet paper. That's not exactly the best scenario I could think of. If you've got, okay, so you say, okay, well, I'll remedy that. I'm going to go out and I'm going to buy 8,000, whatever, okay. Do you know how much storage space toilet paper takes up, if you think about it? We're talking a ton of storage space, if you were to go out and buy the equivalent amount of toilet paper in one of these cases, not only would you pay far greater, even if you were going to the cheapest place you could buy toilet paper, I believe you'd still pay more, and uh, I don't think it'd be highest quality, and the amount of storage that it would require would be, you know, prohibitive for most people. You buy by the case here from, like, this restockit place, and it comes and you're getting a ton of toilet paper in a very small space. I don't I mean if you if you try to compare it to like trying to duplicate it, I mean I can't imagine how much more room it would take up. So anyway, just some things to think about. Okay, I'm I'm just trying to help you out and, and help oh, another thing that you can do to save money. If you're a man or a woman and you use a razor, and I mean a razor like um, for like if you shave your face in the shower, if you if you shave your face in front of the sink or whatever, or women that shave their legs, or whatever, okay? If you take some um, baby oil, I believe mineral oil works as well also. Now, baby oil and mineral oil is not something you want to put on your body, okay? for I could probably do a study on that. But if you take, or even castor oil, a natural oil, and I don't mean an oil like motor oil. I'm talking about something that at least has some type of human application. When you're done, if you get a brand new razor, you're done. And Sharper Image, for a long time, they sold this. When I was a kid, I used to read the Sharper Image catalogs. My, my parents would always buy like the most expensive stuff. And we always had Sharper Image catalogs coming in every day. And they, would have, they had this one time, and they advertised this little cup, this little thing that you slipped your razor into, and it was this oil that you bought from them. And what it would do is help your razor blade last a long time. And I bought it. And it worked. Well, when I ran out of the oil, I said, why do I got to use this oil? Not only that, I think the company went out of business. I still had the cup. I'm like, I'm just going to use baby oil. Try that or mineral oil. Well, I tried all kinds of different oils. They all work. You take your razor. What causes your razor to dull is not so much when you're shaving the whiskers. It's not that. It's when you sit it on the, on the windowsill or whatever or the, or the counter. And you let it dry. it's like I believe possibly it might have something to do with just rust itself on on a micro level. It dulls the blade; they don't last that long. If you take a regular razor, I have been doing this for years now, and I keep forgetting to mention this. You take a regular razor and you um put it and you keep it in that oil in a little cup or container between uses. You will not believe how long that razor will last. Months and months and months. I haven't replaced a razor in probably six months. Six months. I am not, I'm I'm not kidding either. They will last you that long. The key is, is when you're done using it, getting all the, the hair off or all the whiskers off, rinsing it, tapping the water off it, and then get it in that cup immediately. And don't use it or don't pull it out. I mean, obviously, if it's coated in oil, it'll be fine. But that by itself, you could save a ton of money. Another thing that you can do that's really, really good for you, this by itself, I truly believe, can knock down viral loads. Now, I don't know. I don't think it works as one bacterial. But viral loads, things like hep C, things like herpes, I don't know what it would do for AIDS, but any kind of chronic viral condition in the body, You take 3 to 5% food-grade hydrogen peroxide. Now, you can buy food-grade hydrogen peroxide online, just like food-grade diametaceous earth. You can find it at some health food stores. If you find it and it says 35% on the bottle, you better make sure you dilute it because 35% will burn you really, really bad. You want to dilute 35% food-grade hydrogen peroxide with at least 7 parts distilled water. You want to make a, five, a 3 to 5% solution of the food-grade hydrogen peroxide. Please be careful. You can burn yourself. Even if it says 16.5% or 17.5%, which is half of 35, dilute it to a 3 to 5% solution and put it in a little glass dropper bottle and do like two full droppers in your mouth every morning. Just let it stay in there. Do not swallow it. Just let it stay in there, it'll bubble, it'll kill all the germs in your mouth, it'll also help whiten your teeth, and I do believe from a sublingual standpoint, you do absorb some of that, and it does tend to knock down viral loads in the bloodstream, same way that this, the silver kind of works, okay, but I really believe this has a profound effect on viral loads for some reason, okay, so again, that's a, that's a, that's a tip that really might make a big difference in your life. People that have chronic, you know, hepatitis or herpes or, or these other chronic viral problems, this can make a gigantic difference in their life, as opposed to not having to take drugs. I'm not saying it's a cure, okay? I don't know. Maybe, maybe if you do it long enough, it is a cure. Maybe if you do it several times per day. The reason I'm telling you not to swallow the food-grade hydrogen peroxide is because it is an oxidant. It's not an antioxidant. Antioxidants quench free radicals. Oxidants create free radicals in the body. I understand, yes, you're getting oxygen, but oxygen is an oxidizer. And, I, and if you if you take in a lot of food-grade hydrogen peroxide, if you're swallowing the stuff, it creates a, a high oxidation effect in the body, and that actually contributes to free radical production, which actually can contribute to aging. So I'm not a really big believer of actually taking food-grade hydrogen peroxide... Um, swallowing it internally. I think you're much better doing it sublingually, letting it sit in your mouth for two or three minutes, and then going right into brushing your teeth. It's it's a great, you don't have to wet your toothbrush, your, your mouth's already wet, it's foaming everywhere, and it, trust me, it's very compatible. Anyway, those are some really important things I just told you. Really important things that could be life changers. I mean, the, obviously the razor one's just a tip, but... You could save a lot of money over time on the razor end alone. Or let's say we're in the end times. You can't buy razors anymore. You didn't stock up enough maybe or whatever. Well, I'm telling you, one razor, if it can last you six months, you can go a long way. Okay. And then he gives you a coupon savings site link. I guess there are free coupons online. And then the next one is a, I guess this is the last one. Uh. An informational website on how to de- dehydrate in long term food storage. It's called dehydrate to store.com. Dehydrate the number two and then the letter word store.com. Um. He says, I believe I've found a very educational, um. and informative website on how to dehydrate food and store them properly for years of storage. If you concur, please send this out to your contact list. I agree with you that most all commercially sold storable foods is expensive junk. I have bought from a few sites out of ignorance and haste and we now dehydrate every day and store it like little ants. <laughs> well, that's what the Bible says, you know, consider the ant or go to the ant is the way it's read. I read that last week. And look at him. Look at his ways. What does an ant do? An ant is an example for us as far as their work ethic, how they store food, how they store it up in the summer so they have food to eat in the winter. It's what you know, basically, Joseph did in the seven years of plenty. He stored up for the seven years of famine, and they had food to eat. And so there's a lot of a lot of biblical precedent for that, you know. So, um, anyway, he gives you the link there. Really, what you're going to have to do is get into the contendingfortruth.com and click on the PDF for the um, end-time preparedness teaching for two thirteen eleven. There'll be three teachings for that day, but there's only going to be one that says end time preparedness teaching, and that's it. That's it for today. Uh, hopefully, this will be a blessing to you, and um, I know it's not going to apply to every single one of my listeners, but there is there's a lot of wisdom out there. You know, there's there's a lot of things out there that we can benefit from potentially, and just glean whatever you want to glean, and and um, you know, I pray the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you and protect you and your families in the days and times to come and that your families would be saved. I'll go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this time, this day you've given us, Lord, and, and actually being able to come and present another teaching, Lord. Um, I do pray, God, you bless my listeners. I pray your angels wouldn't camp around about them, Lord God. The body of Christ, the widows, the orphans, the babies, the unborn babies, the children, the... Um, Lord God, your remnant, the body of Christ, those that cannot defend themselves, the weak, the meek, I do pray, God, that you would use them mightily in the days and times to come, that you would save, Lord God, multitudes and multitudes of people, that you would use use them for your glory, that you would forgive us for any and all sins we've committed in any way, shape, or form, as we forgive those who have sinned against us, and that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart will be pleasing and acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer, And Lord, I do pray um, all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.